You're listening to Less Stress in Life with hosts Deb Timmerman and Barb Fletcher. We believe life with less stress and more energy is possible with the right tools, strategies, and knowledge. So we bring you real conversations around the stress of relationships, money, and the daily hassles of life with guests that will inspire, challenge, entertain, and motivate you to take action. Our guest today is Kat Roberts, owner and director of Surface Float, a wellness center offering clients the opportunity to break up with stress and surface their best self. Surface Float offers infrared saunas, flotation therapy, massage therapy, and various workshops and classes like yoga, mindfulness, and sound therapy. So prioritizing wellness and well-being of mind, body, and soul is what they do. Welcome, Kat. Thank you for having me. Tell us more about Kat. Why wellness? Well, my life has been kind of a journey as all of us. We all have a a story. So basically my unwellness started about, I would say five years ago. I had four kids um, pretty close together, but, you know, managing, doing okay, a little sleep deprived, you know, a little tired, but just one day, you know, every day I'd show up and do it all over again. And then I started noticing a shift. I was getting irritable, uh, not just tired, but exhausted and just cranky with my kids, with my husband, with people in my life. I, I, I was losing my spark and my joy. And I just thought, well, you know, this is the tough years with, with kids being a mom at the time I was mostly home, but I ran a prenatal, like a business doing prenatal classes. And I was also a birth doula. So being a birth doula, you put your body through a lot. When you do attend birth, you stay up all night and all day and support your client. And you're there, you get the adrenaline push to get through those hours. And it's amazing because you get such a a thrill when the baby's born and everything just kind of comes to a closure. And it's, it's like one of the best highs you can ever get is watching the birth of the baby and the parents. Right. But recovery is tough after being, you know, up and, and uh, doing that line of work. And I think over the, I, I did that for a decade and over the years, I noticed it was getting harder and harder for me to bounce back and feel good again but I was ignoring it. And I think that's the key is that I was pushing my needs and my self and my self care on the, to the back burner. And I was just saying, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll have, I'll have a nap later. I'll do that later. I'll go get a massage later and, and never actually doing it. So that lasted for, uh, you know, a number, a couple of years. And then I just got sick one day. I woke up, and, and started feeling crappy, like just not good. And I thought, oh, well, I must be coming down with something, but it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So the stress of everything started manifesting physically for me. And that was just the beginning of, of the downward spiral to completely burning out, getting super sick. I was in bed. I couldn't get out of bed. I lost close to 25 pounds in about two to three weeks. It was just really, really bad. I, I was also having like symptoms of that were similar to the stomach flu, like throwing up, 
and re- having to run to the bathroom. Like it was just awful. So after that was going on for like a week or so, I went to the doctor and they just said, oh, you, you probably just have the stomach flu. Give it another week or so. So another week or so goes by getting worse and worse. So finally, it was determined. They were like, okay, something is wrong with you. Let's investigate it a little further. But by this point, it was like a month. And I was so weak, so tired. My mom had to come up at the time she lived in Halifax. So she came up to help me with my kids. And I was in, the, in and out of the hospital getting tests and checked. Anyways, long story short, I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease as, you know, is starting to be, be understood. Autoimmune stuff is closely linked to stress, right? Because it triggers that like immune disassociation in the body, right? And uh, it starts to kind of attack your own, your own body. And that was my breaking point. I just said, oh my gosh, like I... I thought I had cancer. Like I thought I had bowel cancer because I was like having symptoms that were similar to that. I don't want to get into detail, but I thought they were going to tell me after the CAT scan, like you have, um, and the colonoscopy, like you have cancer. So I was grateful that it wasn't that, but it also was a wake up call to take care of myself and to change and overhaul everything that I had been doing. So the next two years were a complete shift. I left so much, like I said, goodbye to so much. I stopped being a doula. I just couldn't do it anymore. I was, I felt like I wasn't able to give the kind of care that my clients needed. Um, I needed to take care of myself first. And that was the beginning of what led to my next, I guess, career or, you know, role. I started meditating. I started doing yoga again, returning to that. Cause I love yoga, but I had not been prioritizing it. I went to see a naturopathic doctor and got all sorts of ideas and treatments and supplements for healing my body. And in conjunction with working with my doctor too, um, taking medication to calm down the inflammation. And it took, it took a long time. It took about a year for me to feel good again to feel, I guess, in quotations, normal back to myself, but I was different because my perspective on everything changed. And I realized how much I had been ignoring and not listening to that inner voice that we all have that tells us what we need and when we need it and gives us little red flags when there's still time and still, you know, that grace period of, okay, I'm not happy, but you, if you change now, you'll be okay. (laughs) Um, so yeah. And that, that opened the door for everything that I do now. I shifted, um, kind of career paths and opened this wellness center because I discovered floating for myself. And I said, I need to do this on a regular basis, but there was nowhere to go in where I live. So I said, okay, let's look at how this can all you know, work out and is it possible to do it? And, and I did it with a lot of help, but yeah, we actually, today is our one year birthday of being open. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Amazing. I think it's common that women don't listen to those signs. We would not ignore that sign when the check engine light comes on on our car or 
when the cell phone is starting to deplete, we're running yep. that in. And there is just something about us being disconnected from that awareness. I think Barb had a similar story with her jaw. I had a similar story where I actually fell down a flight of stairs because I was not paying attention, but I had oh been gosh. those signs forever. And then we think that we're going to get well, like in a day or a month, and it yeah. takes us a year or two years or three years, and it's a process. Yes. Yeah. It, I remember so clearly having another kind of aha moment. I was making supper getting the kids, you know, food on the, on the table and all that stuff and calling them, okay, supper time, come sit. Nobody came. Like, it was like, they were just ignoring me. And I just remember starting to just feel that, like, like that tension in my chest. Like I couldn't breathe. I was so mad. I was like, why doesn't anybody ever listen to me? <laughs> like, it's so frustrating. You know, I'm making supper. It's warm. It's ready to go. Why, why are they ignoring me? And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. It was like, oh. I was like, why don't I listen to myself? <laughs> right? Like you can't get what you don't give. <laughs> so that was a huge moment where I was like, okay, I got to rehaul everything and start giving myself what I, what I need. I always appreciate what I call near misses, which are mm. that same experience that you spoke about when you came back from having colonoscopy and you believed that something else was going to happen. And instead you were given a different diagnosis. And so those near misses, you know, for, for some of us, we take those as time to pivot time yeah. to change our perspective and but not everybody does that there are some people who continue on looking for another answer outside of themselves as opposed to inside of themselves which is where you went yeah yeah I I guess um I wasn't unfamiliar with you know, listening to my intuition, that was what I told all my clients, you know, like, you know, the answers, you know, what you need, you, you know, what your baby needs. So it was not unfamiliar, but it's so interesting how we can tell others, right, how, how mm -hmm. to try this or that, we know what helps us, but we just don't practice it for ourselves. And that was the disconnect for me is that I was teaching my clients meditation practices and mindfulness techniques and, you know, listening to their intuition and all the things, but I wasn't doing them. So it was, it was just when I look back, I'm like, Oh my gosh, how, how was that even possible? Right? Like, how did I go so long with being so much in denial and so unaware, right? It's mm -hmm. yeah. So I love that calling them that like near misses. It's like an opportunity, right? You get, okay, mm -hmm. you got, here's your warning. Be careful what steps you take next. <laughs> and actually it was really interesting because when I spoke to my physician and I said, okay, what can I do? You know, yes, I'm going to take this medication, but what else can I do to help my body heal? Should I change my diet? Should I, you know, take other supplements and all this stuff? And I can appreciate, you know, physicians being probably a little, you know, jaded, because they might have really good suggestions, but then the majority of their patients are not going to do them, right? If they tell them like, yes, change your diet, or yes, you know, do this, 
three times a day or whatever. Like it's so hard to get compliance already from just giving them a medication, right? If you add a whole bunch more, they're probably not going to do it. So he just said, nope, just take your meds and, and just, uh, you know, if they don't work, we'll give you a different medication. And uh, I just kind of like looked at him and go, I'm like, well, I'm going to change my diet. <laughs> I'm going to do the research and see what other people with this um, condition have found helpful. And, and, uh, and I have, I've done that. I stopped eating a whole bunch of foods because I figured out that they were triggers for causing inflammation. And I'm not saying that that works for everybody, but you almost have to take the opportunity to pivot and also like go within and also do your own research and your own finding out, I guess, discovery of what your specific body needs, right? Because we're all so different in our own journey and what I know you and you and I, Barb, have spoken about it before, but like, I love the connection of like, what areas of the body and what that means, right? In terms of Mm -hmm. energy and past traumas and stuff like that. So it's, that's like a whole other realm, I guess. (laughs) Not everybody subscribes to that connection. <laughs> so Kat, you obviously lead a hectic life or a full life, I should say. You have kids, you run a business. How do you balance the needs for those interventions in your day? And what does a practice, what does your practice look like? That's a, yeah, that's a really major part of my everyday because I'm constantly asking myself, are you on track? Are you okay? What do you need right now? Because that was one thing that I promised myself I would do. Because if I don't, then I burn out and I burn out pretty easily. It's like, if I don't look after myself, that decline is not subtle anymore. It's very steep. And I definitely don't ever want to end up like that again. So I, I wake up and I, I do my gratitude practice. So just a short meditation on waking up for another day, the the gift of being alive and everything, having my health. And then it's the hustle and bustle of the morning with the kids and the dog and getting to work. And throughout the day, I, I, I trained with heart math with Barb. So that is a huge part of my day to day as well, even if it's just two minutes, but I do my breathing and, and getting into coherence, especially if it's a hectic day, like you said, you know, extra challenges or additional stuff going on. And sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't, but as whenever I think of it and I, and I kind of bring it to top of mind, I do it because I know, okay, you thought about it. You need this right now. Mm -hmm. If I can, I will do a longer meditation later in the evening. If I have the time or I carve out the time. And I just find that is so regenerating and so grounding, or I'll do a yoga practice if I feel like I need to move my body or now that the weather's getting nice, going for a walk is awesome. And communication has become my gold standard, communicating my needs. Like if I am feeling done, I, I I tell my husband, you know what, you're on kid duty tonight. I like, I'll, I'll say goodnight to them, give them a kiss, but I'm not doing the go to bed and like, have you brushed your teeth? Like it's, I find that so exhausting when I'm a little depleted. 
just because I feel like they, I haven't gotten what I needed that day and I feel drained. And so they just, if I'm not careful, I find it even more draining. So I don't, I want them to be able to follow, like I'm leading by example that when they need a mental health break, that they can get it. Like they can say, you know what, I'm checking out guys. I need to just chill out for a bit. And um, then I float. I float once a week, sometimes twice a week. If I really find I'm having a rough week or, or a rough month, I'll float a little more often, but I find getting into the float tank, it just amplifies that meditation practice and it amplifies the restorative benefits that you get from, you know, like a yoga class or a walk in nature. It just takes it up like several notches for me. So one float session can do for me what like five yoga classes would do, or that's just a a random example, but I find it just Mm -hmm. like, makes it that much more powerful. So that reboots me. It like charges me up and gets me through the next, you know, few days or whatever. And just another huge thing for me has on this healing journey has been choosing love. So when I'm interacting with uh, my kids or my partner or my friends, whoever really clients, customers, I, and, and I love heart math for this too. It's like, how can I approach this from a place of love and a place of clear communication? And that just takes away so much stress too, because you deal with it in a way where you get a good resolution. Most of the time, like 99.99% of the time, everybody leaves the interaction happy or satisfied because if you don't do that, then you're going to have lasting stress after you'd be like, Oh, I should have said this, or why did they say that? And like, it just, it, you don't get closure and you don't get uh, to just move on. It like lingers and causes that like gnawing stress, you know, all the time. Um, so I, I think that's a, an important skill to teach my kids too, is that you want to make sure that you speak where you're not going to create more problems, you know, after you have an interaction with someone. Oftentimes I hear women say, I don't have time for that. But what I heard is that when you take the time to do that, you actually get that time back because you're not all in your head and it doesn't suck your or drain your energy more. Exactly. It's like paying yourself now for the benefit of, you know, um, feeling good for the next foreseeable, you know, few days or, or even longer, right? We say, oh, no, I don't have time for that now. I'm just going to keep going. I'm keep going. But you're going to pay the price if you do that. Because the longer you ignore that need or that task or whatever it is that you need to do, you just make it delayed and then it gets a little bit worse, a little bit worse, a little bit worse. To the point where, you know, instead of taking an hour, it you'll be dealing with maybe you get sick or maybe you, you know, like you had that experience of hurting yourself, like falling down the stairs. And, you know, how long did that take you to get better? Right. Like me ignoring myself for months and months and then needing a whole year <laughs> to get back to somewhat a new, you know, normal. Like, yeah, 
that's a huge one. And I often hear we meet people at the, at the float center. We, we meet people and like, oh, I don't think I have time to float once a month because our memberships are, you know, a minimum of coming at least once a month. And it gives you that accountability. You know, you come and give yourself that time. Once a month, you get an hour and a half just to yourself. But there's people that are like, oh, I don't, I don't have time for that. And it just, you know, we respect that. And we're like, sure, no problem. But having lived through it, I'm like, how can I share that with people? Like, you've got to give yourself at least that, if not more. You deserve it, right? Yeah, and putting that in your schedule first and working around it. Yes. Trying to squeeze it in when you're already too scheduled is is what works for me. Yeah. You have to learn kind of little hacks on, you know, on how to get that calling it a meeting instead of self care. (laughs) You know, it's like, it has a different vibe to it. Okay. I'm having a meeting with my intuition (laughs) at 2 PM. (laughs) Yeah. So everybody that's listening, make sure that you write yourself in for a date with your intuition on your calendar monthly and set it up for um, for yeah. a recurring event. I love that. <laughs> and I'm I'm guilty. Raise my hand. I'm guilty of not doing that nearly enough. I do um, am consistent uh, with my other practices, but uh, that is one that uh, floating is one that creates so much extra capacity. And and the point that that you and Deb were speaking of about, you know, actually slowing down to be more efficient and hurry up. You know, people will say to me, I don't have time to do this. Or I, you know, my schedule is too full, or my people are too full. And it seems illogical when you say to them, but if you just slow down, you actually could be much more efficient than Mm -hmm. what you are right now. Yeah, it's like wiping the the slate clean because when you're when you're at the point where you feel that you don't have time for whatever it is you are already in overwhelm mode and being in overwhelm mode is being in denial of your own self-care and that practice of taking time to be still which we don't realize how important that is until we you know, get sick or until something happens that we, we realize, oh, wow, I wasn't taking the time to give myself that recharge time. Right. And I find I'm so much more clear headed, focused, feel like a million pounds lighter after my floats. I just feel so fresh and it just, you're right, Barb, it gives you efficiency and productivity and you could get so much more done and you don't feel that overwhelm anymore. You, you feel like you could handle anything. You're like, bring it on. I have time for all the things. <laughs> so yeah, it is. It's huge. So Kat, this has been absolutely wonderful. We really appreciate you taking time with us today. It's my pleasure. I, I always, I could talk about this stuff for, for hours. I find it's changed my life. And I hope that, you know, listening to this helps other people think about trying it or trying something else that's restorative. If this doesn't sound like something that could be for them, there's a whole bunch of other things you can do that give you, you know, a similar restoration, but floating is pretty cool. You should at least try it once. 
I have not tried floating yet and I am waiting to get that referral from you for one in my area. So I'll let yes. you know how that goes. If you are listening to the podcast and you are trying floating or you like something else that works for you, drop us an email and let us know what that is or share it on our Facebook page. It's Less Stress in Life on Facebook or on Instagram and our website, lessstressinlife.com. Kat, if, if any of our listeners want to get in touch with you or have questions about floating, how do they find you? Well, we're on social media. So Facebook and Instagram, TikTok at, as a surface float. And we have a website, surfacefloat.com. And on there, you can find our contact info, phone number, email. So yeah, there's a few different places to find us, but we try to, um, post and, and educate people. So our social media is full of info and, you know, I know we talked a lot about floating, but we also offer sauna and obviously people know about massage therapy too, but we, we have little infographics and stuff like that to help people learn more about it. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today until next time. Less stress in life is possible. If you're new to this kind of thinking and would like to explore what's possible for you, we'd love to connect. You can reach us through our website at lessstressinlife.com. That's lessstressinlife.com.